Hey y'all, good evening. It's 8.16 p.m. Tuesday, November 29th, 2022. And we're going to go ahead and watch The Taking of Deborah Logan. It is a rated R horror film released 2014. It is an hour and 30 minutes long. It, is, it has a Rotten Tomato score of 91%. Oh, wow. Um, IMDB is a 6 out of 10 and Letterbox is a 3.1 out of 5. So, Mia records the daily lives of Deborah and her daughter Sarah as a part of her thesis. So this is some college shit mixed in with some old people shit. Oh, wow. As the days progress, strange things happen around Deborah and it becomes apparent something has taken control of her. So going into this film, because I've already watched it, so this is not necessarily going to be a full-on, oh my gosh, reaction, because I watched it earlier this morning. I was It was actually supposed to be background noise so I can fall back asleep, but I've in, I, I kind of got into the movie. Not kind of, I did. It completely woke me all the way up. Um, but I do want to rewatch it because it was parts and pieces where I did doze off because, again, I was initially trying to fall back to sleep. So, um, yeah, I've been wanting to watch this movie for a long ass time. I have a probably about five, six different lists of movies that I plan on watching and reviewing all in nice categories and things of that nature because I like to keep shit like that, you know, organized. I love lists. I can write a list. Like If I could do lists, write lists for a job, for a living, for a career, sign me the fuck up. I love it. Um, <laughs> so this is on my list to watch. And I think it deserves a second watch because... Um, and all of this will be spoilers. I did not realize that this was a possession film. In the trailer, it clearly comes off as a possession film, as well as being a um, found footage. And I absolutely love found footage. But possession films, I don't. Like The Exorcist, when I was a kid, that was cool, you know, but... Um, I feel like dealing with possessions and demons and stuff entering into people and then, and then them being just demonic and just, you know, fucked up. I don't necessarily like that too much. So those aren't typically my favorite. And I didn't realize that this was one of those films. Um, but it was a movie that, um, one of those documentaries where they're talking about the best scenes for this, that, and the third. And apparently, this had one of the best scenes in it. Um, and when I watched the little documentary, I was like, yo, I got to see that fucking film. Because that scene, it was just like a little snapshot of a bit of what was going on. That stuck in my head, and I didn't remember what movies that mo what fucking movie it was. Look, I'm talking over myself now. I didn't remember what movie it was, and then when the scene appeared, I literally jumped up out of bed, like I popped up, like yo, this was the movie. So yeah, this deserves a second watch, and I am going to do it live, and just for you. So here we go. We are introduced to our key um, characters and cast here. We have Mia, the medical student. We have Sarah, which I fucking love. And I instantly knew she was a lesbian. I don't know why. I knew it. I do know why I know it. The same way you'll probably fucking know it if you sat down and watched this movie. But I love Sarah. I love the energy she has. She has a really cool ass personality too. She would be really neat to hang out with. And now we're re we're meeting Deborah, who just looks weird. In my opinion, her head just looks weird. And let's notice really quick. Let me put this on pause. Let's notice. Really, really quick, just in case you're watching this with me. And you can do that, you know, you can. 
Of course, it may be a little different if you're watching this and then I'm kind of skipping around on parts. Fuck it, you'll get the picture. But let's look at how Deborah Logan looks. From this scene, the very first scene, we are meeting her and her neighbor Harris playing around in the yard there. Um, you see how bright and pretty her hair is. It's all orange and nice and fluffy. And, you know, you're not seeing full-ass scalp. Spoiler. It's very instantly already. Yes, this is all of that. Um, you're not seeing so much scalp, but you're seeing vibrancy and color in her face. Just pay attention to that and we will see her decline kind of fucking fast. It's kind of cool watching movies for the second time after you just watched them because it's like, then you start to see, oh, okay, so that's why they zoomed in on the, um, on the little buggy with the dirt in it and the leaves and all that stuff that they was digging up and the worms and stuff because all of that later on are key pieces, all very subtle when they're introduced because you're not thinking anything of it. Oh, okay, it's just an old lady and, a, and her friend digging around in the in the garden. Okay, whatever. You're not thinking that that's really a part of the whole thing, but fuck. I'm learning now that watching movies for a second time, you you get keyed in on what, you know, on what was being told beforehand, you know? A little bit of, ooh, that's why they did this and that. And ooh, okay. It's not just random shots of things. It's things that makes fucking sense. I suggest you watch good films, and I do say this is a good film. Watch good-ass movies for a second time to see if you can catch new things. Even if you're watching a fucking movie for a fifth time. Because I've watched a couple movies um, uh, hella times, and I always find new things about them that I like or dislike possibly, or new ways of uh seeing that film in different ways that I could have fucking did that film a little bit differently or better. That's just the fucking writer and the director. Anyways, back to the movie. I went at a whole fucking tangent on something totally different. Deborah Logan, this is all you all right now. Here we go. Yo, when Mia said that about her grandfather having Alzheimer's too, I knew off rip she was bullshitting. Like, bitch, you just said that so this lady can offer yo, offer herself up to you and your camera crew. You bitch, you. Well, you can't even call her a bitch for that because, I mean, obviously she's trying to be, get her shit together. But this is why. This is why you can't necessarily be trying to take advantage of someone and and overstep your boundaries. What Mia it just did there was kind of over, not even kind of, she overstepped her boundary. She sat up there and straight, bold face, instantly just threw that lie out quick. Put that shit on her own grandfather. Oh yeah, my grandfather had that disease too. Just so this lady can open up to you because she ain't feeling it. Because she knows shit ain't right. Huh? Okay, man. Well, now you about to really get the story to tell. And I guess she did just that. Yo. Good old Deb was not fucking with them cameras. When she was having that emotional moment with her daughter. Because she really can't be fully accepting of her daughter and her ways. Because we know Sarah is a nice, beautiful young lady. A cool-ass lesbian. And her mom's not even really cool with that. But she's trying her hardest. And she's kind of awkward with it. But she is not fucking with them cameras. And you can tell her eyes give it away. If looks could kill, she would kill all of them motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, dude, 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 no. Uh-uh, why you coming in the house touching shit? Uh-uh. Uh-uh, like, chill. Sarah's silly, she said... <laughs> Yeah, I see you like touching shit, huh? Well, let's not. <laughs> We're gonna have fun, right? <laughs> yeah. 
He low-key sorry because he got to sleep on the air mattress. Well, you want to touch everything. Go ahead and touch that air mattress then. Yo, looking back on this though, it wasn't necessarily Alzheimer's that had her not knowing about Germany. Was it that it was because she was possessed by the, um, whoever this old dude was, um... Could have been that the demon just didn't, you know, the spirit, whoever just didn't know. So, yeah, Alzheimer's. This is why I don't fucking know what you're talking about. Because I wasn't there at this point in time. We're right here right now. So, was it the spirit? Ugh. Or was it the, um, the Alzheimer's? Hmm. I think it was the old man. Is that a shirt of your dad's? She was very, very critical, and you could tell. She stressed Sarah out, but Sarah loves her mother. You can tell, but Deborah stressed Sarah the fuck out. <laughs> so what I'm noticing now is um, she basically kept everyone's secrets. She was the middle person to everyone's kind of dirty deeds, it seems like what it became. You know, that cake is dry. Pineapple upside down cake is supposed to be moist. I'm talking about glazed looking. That shit look like white cornbread. You know what's real sad about this, though? This is actual, you know, real life going on here that they're talking about. They're calling the what? A, um, a old person's moment or whatever she just called it, um, where you your brain kind of just turns off and you just kind of like, wait, what? I think, I feel like we all had that moment where, like, you would go into a room and you're like, hold on, what the fuck did I even come in this room for? Where did I come to get and do? And it's just like... Alzheimer's, I guess, you know. One minute you know what's going on, the next minute you're like, hold on, wait, but what? It's very sad because this is also discovering, not even discovering, but more so um, highlighting age. You know, we often don't see this black dude but uh, we see the black dude upstairs putting the cameras together. And what I instantly thought when I seen him on that fucking ladder is, yo, I know no one's going to push him down the steps, but this will be the perfect time to do somebody fucking dirty. Kick that fucking ladder and he would go flying down the steps and he would like break his fucking neck or something. That's what I thought about when I seen that. I'm like, yeah, I don't think they're gonna have Deb karate chop the ladder and have him go fly. And the other camera dude with the glasses is running around like a fucking little girl. The way he's crawling around this kitchen and crawling out the nook thingy in the kitchen. I'm like, yo, are you serious? <laughs> He's like on the cat. And dude's like, get down from there. <laughs> Luis is the black dude. That is his name, Luis. And I'm sure I probably will forget that. But there you have it. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is a spade? Are you talking about the card spade? Like, what is she looking for here? And a spade is a gardening tool. The more you know. So she's at the window and she's like, she knows, she knows. So I'm kind of thinking that they're like, yo, Sarah, which is the daughter, she knows that it's more than Alzheimer's, yo. She knows that it's more. This is when they're starting to think that, you know, 
this gotta be some some evil shit popping off because this ain't just all timers. You feel me? She got the fucking window ripping her neck skin off. You know, like she's trying to come up out her body. So, yeah, she knows. Bro, this doctor, Doctor Nazir, yeah, get her, get her out of here. She's talking about now we're gonna start being aggressive. Uh, I feel like you need to be way more aggressive. She shouldn't be like standing in the hospital. If she's ripping her skin off the neck and she's being that aggressive, this is something else. She don't need to be at home. I don't want to take care of her no more. This is some extra shit. She came at me with the spade and the spade is a sharp thing. Uh uh-uh. uh. She can stay here. Dr. Nazir, you want to be aggressive and you're going to do give her more pills and stuff and send her home? Nah, 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 nah. Uh uh-uh. uh. And we're, here we have the I accept my daughter. But I'm going to always criticize my daughter because I don't fully accept her. Um, and I mean, you know, that happens. And Sarah, she's just like, yeah, this is who my mom is. And this is just how she is. And, you know, I still love her. It is what it is. Hmm. Bleed. I bleed. She's in the mirror. Hmm. Who is this? This must be Louis. Louise. At the bedroom door watching her. He, I don't know. Let me put us really quick. Pause. There was a, a few little moments where Louise was caught just randomly spying on Deborah at like just random points, just like when she was in the garden with her back turned and her butt was out, not even out, but it was in the air and he's like zooming in on it. And then this moment we just had where she's in the bedroom in her privacy of her own room looking in the mirror. Of course she's being a little bit weird, whatever. She's saying bleed, I bleed, whatever. And he just like opens the door, peeks in and zooms in and just there. Like, why are you spying on her though? Like, what are you trying to, like, see here? Are you being horny? What are you, are you being just weird? What are you doing? Because this is not really, you know, don't do that. So now we're seeing Deborah in the tub and she's getting cleaned up and washed up. Um, we are seeing her downfall. Just the way her hair looks is getting a bit darker. You're seeing a lot more scalp. It's like she's losing lots of hair and she's, her face is just more, uh, just, it looks like a man's face. It's starting to look masculine, you know, and that's when you know. It's getting deeper, it's getting darker, whatever she's got going on. Getting into Sarah and we see her addictions and how she's dealing and coping with the stress and she's turning to alcohol. She's got the cheap vodka by the bed looking at it, you know. Now she's, they're outside all on the swing. Excuse me, y'all, that was a wicked little cough, wasn't it? Uh... They're on the swings now, her and the crew members drinking some dark liquor. She's talking about the time she was running off with her little 10-year-old friend. She's 10-2 at the moment, and they're having a a sexual moment. They're kissing, and they get caught, and of course, it all goes from there. And the mom will always be embarrassed, I guess, because her daughter is, is into women and not... Not as feminine as she would prefer her to be. And the fact that Deborah just be getting out the bed and just be walking around, just be doing random shit and just be staring there. Standing there is giving, um, we already know it's paranoia, paranormal activity or whatever. Um, and that was an all right, uh, couple movies. It definitely wasn't my favorite, but I do like found footage. Um, but 
those just weren't all that. This might not, not even might. This is definitely um, top tier and over paranormal activity. But the fact that they just cool with her just roaming around and she just does a bunch of shit, picks up uh, nails and a hammer to start nailing down the windows. Like, y'all don't think to be nervous like she might be wake up and be over your ass or something she should be at the hospital or I don't know <laughs> because this is some extra strength other shit for an elderly woman to be doing and be going through I'm kind of confused though I wonder why is it that when the camera crew decided to come that this just started to happen. You know, she wasn't like this before. She wasn't this bad before. So all of a sudden the camera crew decides and now she wants to act up and stuff. Like, why is that? Yeah, but this house though, do you see that sink? Beautiful. This house is absolutely lovely. I love it. I'm in love with those type of houses. So much character, so much beauty. But that face she giving her while she washing her hands is like, bitch, I don't want you touching me. And I'm eyeballing you. And I'm just thinking the most disgusting, horrible things about you. Like this look. Like, yeah, this mid chick. This mid chick is low key clueless. Like, girl. You literally see she just ended up there. Ain't no chair. Like, and they keep calling Dr. Nazir like she really gonna do something. Dr. Nazir don't know what the fuck going on. She don't know what the fuck going on, so she gonna continue to give her medicine, 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 medicine until she dies. Literally, that's all she gonna do and get paid bread. She don't know. Yeah, when I was watching this this morning, I literally was like, Harris and Sarah might be fucking. They might be fucking. They might be getting a little, a little something, something going. Because the way Harris is looking at her, I don't know. It was a little weird. Y'all love how this old house, though. I just noticed something weird. How when they was doing the, she was about to do the laundry, so she got the laundry basket, and it was in the upstairs, by the, uh, in the hallway or whatever. And I look back and I see that like watermark or whatever above that little, what was that, that air vent or whatever. And I'm just looking at it, I'm like, yo, you could tell this is a real ass little vintage home because oh, that shit, it's an old home. And I looked at that and I appreciated it. <laughs> okay. So looking at this, we can see that Deborah's there. And then obviously when she goes into these fits, she switches. It's a switch. I mean, that's just, you know, that's really what happens in possession movies. It doesn't become mom anymore because she pop up and she like, yeah. She ain't got enough, uh, she ain't got enough life in her to keep her own life together. So the entity is, is, is filling it up. And yo, what Deborah got on, that's a blouse, son. He said, nice shirt. No, 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 honey. There's a difference between a shirt and a blouse and that type of woman who keep begging her daughter to wear blouses on the low. You say, you nice blouse, not nice shirt. That's a fucking blouse. You know better. <laughs> this stuff that they just uh, got leaking out her back. That's gross. That is so fucking sick. And it, and it reminded me of Phantasm. Uh, it reminded me of fucking Phantasm. And then it reminded me of when women get pregnant and they get the epidurals and they put it in their bag. And I'm like, oh, this is not nice. The more forehead we see on our main character, the more we know that she is being taken. 
So, I mean, these specialists in Richmond, I don't even remember if I seen any. Not even at the end of the flick. I don't remember Dr. Nazir really bringing them in. And you could tell when they was talking to her that she was just like, yo, I don't know, but I feel some type of way about this. This shit freaking me out. And I low-key don't want to be doing this, you know, but um, this is the best I can give you. As we see our main character <laughs> rip up her skin and now playing the piano. And let me just mention Jill Larson is doing an excellent job at being this woman. An excellent job because her eyes give it all away. It gives you everything to make you feel like, yeah, there's something going on. Her whole face is just is doing it for me now, i don't know what that was oh yeah 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 she was found uh putting her figurines in her mouth and eating them and look <laughs> and it's it's real beautiful and cute it's funny i said beautiful but it's really cute how sarah is has such a, a beautiful ass spirit that's what's beautiful about it she was like, oh, because you, cause you eat them. And she has a, a smile on her face. And she's not, like, trying to be an asshole at all. She's being loving and genuine. And she's, like, still trying to find something upbeat about the situation that they're in. And you could tell she's being real legit about it. Like, yo, that's real love. That's what I could say about Sarah. Sarah is giving real love. I'm here. You feel me? And... This is what we got to do. All right, this is what we got to do. But, yo, I still got a smile on my face, and I'm still going to make you giggle, and I still love you, too. It's, it's really giving love, and I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. At first, I thought that may have been just, like, some alien type of drawings or something, but we are seeing that it's possibly what possessed her, what came for her. And we see... Right by the window. And, yo, I thought as soon as he panned the video camera up, I thought we were going to see some weird old man or something at the window. But instead, but instead we see good old Deb. And then magically the window popped open. Hmm. I would have been left. Mia's still trying to deny, like, some spiritual shit trying to... She's still trying to deny, like, some other shit going on. She wants to try to make sense of everything and be logical about everything, but she's definitely denying, fake denying at that, because she look worried. She already know it ain't right. She don't want no spiritual shit going on, so she's just like, okay, well, we're going to pretend it's not there, and then maybe it'll not be there. No, I don't think that's how it works. These video shots. <laughs> that noise. So familiar. Um, the video shots of them going throughout the house are so beautiful. I was like, wow, this is a beautiful, wonderful home. This house is just like, I want to just sit there and have tea and cookies for like two hours in a pretty ass puffy dress. Um, like, can we do that now? <laughs> I'm kind of thinking y'all should have been had mom strapped down in the room because mom be moving too much. Okay, so why aren't they turning on lights? Why are they just walking around the house with flashlights like they can't just turn on lights? I mean, this is a Victorian home, yes, but I'm sure you have some type of light switches you can pull or something. Y'all walking around like y'all detectives. Y'all tripping. Yo, Sarah's confusion was like, it was so silly. I'm like, yo, Sarah, are you low-key high? Are you tipsy? Because <laughs> I don't know. She was giving me weird-ass looks and shit. Like, yo, they wanted to make you think that Sarah was going to get snatched up or something while being goofy right then on that closet, right next to the closet. 
we going up the stairs and it's a chunk of skin on the step. I don't be like, oh, hell nah. And they're going to say, they're going to have to do go up there first. <laughs> they said, we'll make the black dude go up there first. Mom's up there naked doing her old job. She's cold and she's trying to make some type of connection. Connection, connection. Yo, Sarah is not scared enough. Scared is looking back like, yo. She she looking back like, yo, do y'all hear this? Oh yo. When that um when that fire struck, what I didn't see the first time, it was like a green face or something that popped out. That was kinda cool. That was like some three D looking type shit. But Sarah is not scared enough. Sarah is not worried enough. When Debbie was like, I said Debbie, when Deborah was like an ugly thing, Sarah just looked back like, er? It was a total Scooby-Doo and Shaggy moment. I'm going to say Sarah is Shaggy Mia. Yes, baby girl, you are Scooby-Doo. And there we have it. Y'all got Dr. Nazir to come over to the crib. Y'all might as well keep Dr. Nazir there. She tell Sarah, tell her she can't go home. Y'all might as well lock her up and put her in the attic too. And be like, nah, you gonna have to stay here too because you giving her all these drugs and they shit working. You need to figure it out with us. You need to help us out. You got to stay. I low-key wanted to see more of Luis. Um... I wanted to see more of him and not him necessarily just behind the scene. Because I feel like the pieces of him that we did see were kind of him being really weird and spy-like. So yeah, she was speaking French. At this point, I'm not even thinking about Harris and Sarah even being sexual or anything, whatever. Um, but I am thinking that Harris has got something to do why Deborah is is why Deborah is acting so fucking weird. Deborah's got I'm not Deborah. Uh Harris has got something to do with this whole thing. They're in on some type of pack, some type of something, but Harris is trying to cover up something. There's no way he's just always around just raking and in the garden. It's like they're in the same area, he's doing the same shit, like he's kind of Sneaking, spying around, but still maintaining whatever bullshit they got going on in the yard. He's definitely connected, and by that time, I figured it out. We are totally having a um, Scooby-Doo and Friends moment, and I love it. I love it. It's totally a Scooby-Doo moment. And now we are, like I was just saying, we're seeing a bit more of Lewis. He is very uh, MacGyver-like. He's coming up with new ways of thinking to retrieve information. Oh, how we love that. 337. Okay, so this is the part I was a bit fuzzy on when I was watching it earlier. I'm like, okay, so now they're bringing in a serial killer and... Snakes and what? The snakes cut open though. So this was a ritual some serial killer was trying to do so he could have um be released from his body and not have a disease anymore. So this is like some Hellraiser Cenobite type shit. She is throwing up dirt and worms. I find anything that has to do with stuff that's slimy, like seeing those snakes cut open and then having those worms is like really, really very gross and intense when it comes to horror and stuff, Um, especially when it comes to horror. So she had a lot of fucking dirt in her gut. Is something trying to come out or 
I understand they probably only have this option to go to because they've been seeing these doctors for years, but Dr. Nazir is not really doing anything. We should have been had her in the hospital. Um, the fact that they put a camera in on, I guess this is what they came here to do, but it's like, okay, at some point, at some point, we've got to let her rest. And when I mean rest, not even lay in the fucking bed, but goddamn, get the fucking camera away. But again, I guess that's why they're here in the first place, to observe her. So she did agree to this in whatever condition that she seems to be in. I know Mia had better have gotten a fucking A++++. You need to basically say the rest of my schooling needs to be free and I might as well quit school because now I want to make fucking films. Because the footage that they got is awesome. The cameraman <laughs> that really has their camera literally for life or death is like deserves praise though. Because he literally catches really, really key moments. Whereas other motherfuckers would have been lost that camera. He's like, no way. I gotta get this. Uh, I want to know what Sarah's zodiac sign is because she is so like charming like she's just so casual cool calm and collected and gives off this real uh comfortable type of energy as i see her get comfortable with sheriff tweety he said the bitch just levitated on the counter and y'all would have been out with him Gavin, yes. I would have been with you too, buddy. I would have been with Gavin. And now Gavin chilling somewhere with a motherfucking corona. And I'm talking about the beer. You ain't even talking about that type of virus. Gavin chilling. Y'all ass is still dedicated to this whole taking care of this elderly woman while she's possessed and shit. Mm, I would have been with Gavin. He said, fuck both of you. She said, what are you doing to get our daughter back? In the back of my head, I heard nothing. Because they not doing nothing. <laughs> they just should. Hopefully, uh, she'll come back through this way and we'll get her. <laughs> so, Deborah and this little girl, Kara. Um... When I seen the scalp, I was like, what the heck? Is this a, a smaller version of Deborah going on? Like, this is definitely now, it's feeling like the Blair Witch, uh, the Blair Witch. When they were in the basement in the corner. So Debbie wanted to die and she was going to have Harris do it. And he decided, oh yeah, okay, a pillow. So get it? Debbie wanted to die. But you seen the TV shaking, coming to loose. Smack Harris right in the back of the head. Yeah, Debbie may have wanted to die. But that demon that was inside of her didn't. So it, uh, it made sure that TV came off real nicely. Man... <laughs> Thank you, me. I like that. Y'all done came this far chasing me around. Y'all might as well go ahead and help. When I say dig, y'all motherfuckers just say where. <laughs> Mia said, if you ain't gonna help, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> and that's just exactly what always happens. They try to get you to stop, stop, stop looking, stop looking. And then you keep going even just a little bit. And right before you was about to stop, you make that last mm, push. You find what you're looking for. Keep looking for what you're looking for. That's why I fuck with Sarah. She on her own time. So this part, when they were looking around and stuff, I didn't get really what was going on. So I didn't know what they were looking for. So after they found the spade, they were looking for a body. And I, when I was watching it earlier, I didn't get that. I'm like, okay, so they gotta, they're looking for a body? Like, how do they even know the body's in the house? They're just, yeah. Sarah is very, very uh, savvy and intelligent and quick. Very, very quick 
with these clues. We're definitely dealing with some uh, some lead girl energy. <laughs> Louise said white people with their basements and attics. That's true because this house is huge as fuck. And so far, we've made it to our third attic. I swear, Mia is one of those people you cannot be in something serious because she always asks dumb questions. She's like, she asks obvious questions. She's like, what is that? Bitch, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just found it too. Can you wait a second? And then she's pulling it out and saying, oh, it's stuck. It's stuck. And then she said, Mia goes, is it stuck? You're not adding to the situation. Just be quiet. And then they go around touching the goo that's all over. Like, why are y'all touching that? Like, what the heck? What do you need to feel the texture of that nasty, slimy shit? We know Sarah's a boss by now. She said, she took the moment to appreciate them. She said, I fucking can't thank you guys enough. And then she was like, all right, let's go, 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 go. And she picks up the dead body in the sack. Like, she's just on it. So hands-on. So, again, I'm kind of confused. Who is this person in this bag? This isn't the one dude, is it? The Deshaun, whatever his name is, dude. And the, um... <clears throat> I'm still kind of confused as... Who is this in the bag? Is this the dude that killed the four girls? Or who is this? Or is this like some random entity that Deborah has been painting and been seeing and like we just seen out the window? Is that like, I'm still confused about that part. I don't understand why they keep trying to hold her back because she is getting through. Each and every trip. Yeah. Stuff just slithered off of her hand. Like. And I really want to go and rewatch Cabin Fever because I woke up to that one. And this is reminding me of Cabin Fever. Fever definitely giving me a skin disease. What is this? The sheriff's pulled up in a in a Tahoe, old school edition though, with nine one one painted on the side. <laughs> I love how the male cop keeps saying "stay back, stay back, stay back," and they are inching closer and closer, like they are the sheriff's backup, and they have no guns or anything, like. And I'm wondering how they managed to hypnotize this little girl like she's hypnotized I didn't know I didn't know Deborah had hypnotizing abilities he said Jesus H Christ <laughs> he said I ain't never seen no shit like this before traumatized she turned into a motherfucking spitting flower <laughs> She spit acid on his ass. Oh, gosh. Ugh. I don't understand why they uh, even let her get this far. To be quite, quite fair, she would have been shot and killed. I don't know why they're letting her get away with all of this. This is a woman who is no longer a woman anymore. She's some type of creature, some type of being that's um, extremely supernatural and weird things are happening. Y'all should have been shot her. Why y'all creeping up to this old lady who's got blood, who just spit in her face? Why y'all creeping up to her? I got the guns out. We'll use them. She said, yeah, this is the perfect time to confess. My grandpa doesn't have Alzheimer's. I was bullshitting you, but um, I feel I need to get this off my chest because this may be something that I may be able to get through. Thing is, Linda, you gave her too much credit. You should have shot her. A long time ago, to be quite fair. Instead of trying to be all 
uh, la-di-da about it and shoot her at the very last moment because the last moment was your last moment. Yeah, right. Like, how did they end up in a cave just off-rip instantly? Uh-uh. And Sarah's like, Fuck you, I'm leaving. You better keep up, and if you don't, then that's your problem. Sarah is gone. Left this girl. And she going for her mom, like, crazy hard. Like, don't get me wrong. I get it. That's your mom, but that is a highly possessed person, and you're following her into some shit that you possibly can't get out of. Uh Uh-uh. But she's dedicated, and okay, excellent for you. Yeah. And then they slide in this tiny, tight-ass hole with the snakes in the entrance. She's telling the snake, go fuck herself. Y'all got so much bravery to slide up in there. Like, oh my goodness. And I totally forgot that, I totally forgot that Lewis had the camera. So when I first seen this, I was thinking it was just specifically from Mia's point of view, but I forgot that Lewis, Louise, whatever, is still there as well. So it's three of them and not two. Well, hold on, wait, wait. Yo, I missed it. So what happened to Louise? Because I guess I was wrong. It is just Sarah and Mia in the cave. What happened to Louise, y'all? I just, I missed it. And also, what exactly was the ritual that she was doing with the snake? Like, what, you know, I don't know if they showed that. They are for sure going through hell and hot water to get this mom and to get Kara. Like, this gun should have been pulled out, should have been used. Then we wouldn't even need to go looking for Kara because Kara would not be unfound. This scene is perfect. The scene is so perfect that I'm going to have to rewind it back. I'm going to have to rewind it back. The scene is an hour and 20 minutes into the movie. We get the move, the scene that I realized was fucking perfect when I watched the documentary about the top horror movie scenes, and this is it. We have mom behind this rock, and her head is eating this little girl's head. Like, her jaw is unhinged. And it's huge, and it's stretched out, and the girl's head, the little girl's head was in this monster's mouth, all the way into the neck. And no, the girl is not dead, but that was perfect. I mean, so at what point do you shoot the mom? She's still not trying to shoot the mom? Like, did she shoot in the air or something? What the fuck was that? If no other time I thought was necessary to kill this so-called mom, her ma, uh, Deborah. When I seen her fucking jaw completely unhinged with a child about to get swallowed whole like a snake. Why would you not shoot her then? Oh my goodness. And what I realized is, um, she, Sarah was really just wanting to do anything and everything to make her mom happy. Which is why she went so fucking hard to find her, to keep her together, to forgive her for all this crazy nonsense that's going on. And even though she's possessed and looks creepy and looks weird and disgusting, she still loves her because she still is looking for that sad, sad approval. 
Uf. No. No. That's great, this girl recovered, but she's kind of creepy on this news channel. Something about her is creepy. And as we can see, she gives us that old Michael Jackson smirk and smile because really she's possessed and she is not the kid anymore. So... She's whatever took Deborah Logan. And there we have it. The taking of. Um, what do I rate this movie um, that was directed and written by Adam Robitel? Mm -hmm. um, produced by Brian Singer. What do I give this movie? Um, and Jeff Rice as well produced this. Um, I give this a I give this a good four. Not four out of five. A four out of five. Actually I wanna take that back. I wanna give it a three and a half out of five. Um this is a pretty good movie. It had some good plot, you know, a good plot to it. It was pretty cool. Some parts of it I didn't get like the the guy I didn't get, you know, what he had to do anything and why they even kind of made him the thing instead of just making the complete entity coming after her like parts and pieces I was like yeah I'm kind of confused unless I'm a bit just not all the way getting something but um bits and pieces of the storyline about what this demon or whatever was kind of confused me but um I really wish they would have had more of the scene where Deborah was kind of becoming unhinged and more of like a snake thing because she was about to eat that girl alive. I wanted to see more of that. Um, I really, really, really liked Sarah. I liked her character. They picked the perfect person to play her. And I thought this movie was pretty fucking cool. You know, I didn't intend to watch it. And when I finally did, it deserved a second watch. And I enjoyed it just as much as when I watched it the first time. So I would advise you to go check it out. The Taking of Deborah Logan can be found on Tubi, I believe. I watched it on um, Prime Video. So find it, watch it, and uh, tell me what do you think? Alzheimer's or what? Bye, y'all.